Hello, I am Everett Maxine. Thank you for listening to The Absence of Her. Please remember to also like, follow, and most importantly, share. Today I share words with you from Ayala Van Zandt. It's important that we share our experiences with other people. Your story will heal you, and your story will heal someone else. When you tell your story, you free yourself and give other people permission to acknowledge their own story. This morning, I pray for anybody that has asthmatic issues, respiratory issues, allergies, because my gosh, this weather has just not been our friend. So (laughs) I never know what I'm going to sound like. So excuse me if I sound a little bit nasally. And I'm recording today from South Padre Island in Texas, and it is Y'all, it is so beautiful here. You have to take a vacation here. It is so relaxing, peaceful, and beautiful. There is a May 2018 article written by Susan Storm titled 10 Confusing Feelings You Might Face as an Adult Survivor of Childhood Sexual Abuse. I'll mention a few of the points, not all 10, that um, closely affected me. One is though one of those is you don't trust love. I was married for 10 years and it seemed like I constantly needed proof that I was loved. Within love there is trust. But I never trusted him to share my childhood pain with. Not all of it anyway. That left me feeling unloved. And most importantly, God is love. So if you don't trust love, you're not going to trust God. And everything you see will basically be distorted in how you see love and relationships. Another one of those confusing feelings, you don't see sex the way other people do. Oh, I have some friends. Man, they can talk about sex. They can talk about what they do. And here I am at almost 40, had to go through therapy just to learn to say the word sex. I'd say intercourse. But just even talking about sex made me feel dirty. I mean, I was married, so I participated in the act, but I never had that free feeling that most people do. And sex is a beautiful thing within a married couple that um, one should be able to enjoy when they take part in it. You might be disgusted by your own body. Well, this point is huge for me, even before the uh, sexual abuse, because I never liked my body. I remember being about uh, 11 or 12, purchasing skin bleaching cream. And because my grandmother was a beautiful mulatto woman and my mom was light skinned too. So I saw my dark skin as ugly and nobody ever really taught me how to do my hair or makeup. So I felt awkward when I was around other kids because I felt like I didn't dress well enough. And so it messes with your lack of confidence. I remember getting my hair done. My mom had paid a lot of money to get it done. And the girls at school made fun of me. So I went went all the way home to get down. A couple days later, another girl wore the exact same hairdo and they absolutely loved it. But confidence goes a long way. If you have the confidence that, hey, I'm beautiful, I love me, regardless of who has a problem with me and their opinions, 
nobody can affect your self-esteem. And if you have, you know, daughters, well, children, period, always tell them that they're beautiful. Always tell them that they're handsome. Because even though you may feel that they should feel that way automatically, it's not necessarily that they will. And if you're not telling them that they're beautiful and you have all these people tell them that they're ugly, who do you think they're going to believe? You feel lonely, but you want to be alone. (laughs) Now that my mother has passed on and I've gone through my divorce, I spent majority of my life not hanging with peers. And then when I got married, I did everything with my husband. So it was really strange for me becoming single because it's like, how do I begin friendships? Will this person like me? I know that sounds kind of junior highest, but I mean, even adults go through this. How will these people perceive me? And honestly, I wanted to have friendships that were authentic. If I'm sharing, I want to be able to share with transparency and know that this person is not going to go and gossip about me or judge me. Um, I also wanted uh, friendships that a person was free and loved themselves, that they were miserable and bitter and, you know, jealousy was not going to affect friendship. You know, um, I don't think I have anything for anybody to be jealous of. But I mean, when the enemy puts a divide into something, hey, he works with it and it can be the smallest things. And I wanted friends that desired the same thing to be able to be transparent, that they don't have to put on a show or make me believe they have a life that they don't have. So it's a very interesting article. And again, I say it's by Susan Storm. And I encourage you to read the entire article because you never know. Some of these feelings may be sitting within you. They may be a result of your adult life. And you don't realize that what happened in your childhood is still affecting you. I know some of you might be wondering what happened between the ages of 15 and 38 after um, I was violated. Well, my grandmother would ask me about the incident. And well, not particularly about the incident, but someone had told her that they had seen me on the street that night and that I got in the truck with someone. I would tell her that wasn't me. I lied. I was very protective of my mother. And her and my grandmother seemed to have a very strained relationship. Um, We stayed in the house of my grandmother till I was almost 11 years old. And it was said that because she felt like my mother wasn't fit to raise me. So I couldn't possibly tell her what had happened to me because I knew she would immediately blame mom when I already blamed myself. A few months would go by and I would go into the sanctuary and the preacher's son would be sitting in Wednesday night's Bible study. I panicked. I went to an adult I trusted the most. But she was not alarmed by his presence. Here I was again, feeling like I wasn't worth anyone protecting me. The following year, April 1997, my grandmother would pass on. The church I so dearly loved would go to a church split. 
And because I was broken, my relationship with God began to fade. The few people that brought calm during my chaos would vanish. And our already strained mother-daughter relationship would wither and die. Once my mother began a relationship with a man that later became her husband. I lived but was lost. I would get married not understanding myself nor loving myself. It would be exactly 20 years that I would be texting that same adult that I would find out she had no knowledge of what he had done to me. I had harbored hurt, a disappointment, and unforgiveness over assuming that she knew. I would revisit that hurt when she asked questions about that night, and it seemed she was unmoved by my traumatic experience. See, I was still broken still seeking validation, still seeking someone to care about my pain. So I could feel that I mattered, that someone would love me enough to get angry or shed a tear in my presence because of the harm done to me. But that didn't happen. I would survive and continue to exist, but I wasn't whole or healed. A couple months ago, when the seat of the podcast sat in my spirit, I wrestled for a moment because I knew if I stepped out of my comfort zone, I was going to give it a hundred percent. If I shared my truths, it would be with transparency. And most importantly, I would be stepping into a permanent place of accountability. I could no longer straddle the fence that my commitment to God had to remain unwavering, that there would be someone listening and watching my imperfectly perfect self. Once the spiritual baby was born to see how watchful and nurturing I would be of that spiritual gift. There would be someone seeking a word. I would have to stay spiritually fed, not only attending church, but in increased prayer time and Bible study. That I would continually have to remain humble and open hearted for the sister in Christ that needed to call, cry, pray or vent. And for those that have chosen to share any part of their truth with me that I had to take it only to God. For a few days after I began wondering if my truths were reaching anyone, statistics showed y'all were listening, but was anyone touched, healed, or helped? Thank you to those who have recently shared their truths that my courage has stirred up their desire for them wanting to share their own truths. I pray that you continue on your journey, your own personal process to share your story or to release that seed within you that has affected you into adulthood. Because we never want to sacrifice our peaceful spirit for somebody else's safety. Today's end quote. Never be defined by your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. Thank you for listening to The Absence of Her. I am Everett Maxine.